Welcome to episode 28 of the Business in Morocco podcast. Today we'll be talking about our plans and goals for the last third of 2019. But before we get into that, Ryan, what's going on this week? Hey Ryan, it's great to hear from you. Yeah, I'm actually in southern Spain. I'm just about to get back to Morocco later this week. By the time this podcast airs, I'll be en route to Casablanca, so I'm excited to get home. And this topic for the week is is perfect for where I'm at because my vacation has really served its purpose. I'm well rested, refreshed, and ready to get cracking. So I'm excited to focus on this last third of the year and really make it productive. What about you? How are you, man? Doing well. Continue to work through August, even though uh, Casablanca is a very different city right now. There's no traffic jams. The number of cars honking on a daily basis is dramatically reduced. (laughs) A, A lot of the storefronts are closed. People are clearly have left the city and are spending time with family or vacationing somewhere else in Morocco or in Europe. So it's actually kind of refreshing. The city is a lot calmer. It's a lot more relaxing. It's a lot less stressful. But there is work that's continuing to go on. The, the work on Khandi and Rudani or El Jadida, we talked about that on a previous podcast. It's amazing. They dug under the road. They tore up the tramway tracks. And in two weeks, the tramway was running again. Wow. Which is amazing to me. It's uh, That is a feat of construction. So bravo, chapeau. Congratulations to the team that's doing that work. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I live 50 meters from there, so I'll be checking it out this weekend. I'll be in my home cafe, Prestige, right on the corner there. And I'm definitely going to take a good look at the work that's gone on. Additionally, it appears to me that progress is being made in Finance City, Casa Finance City. And it has all the appearance of a visit uh, from the king. There are flags that are appearing out of nowhere. We drove past the large park in Casa Anfa that has been closed for a year. It's a beautiful park. It's huge. While we were on vacation in Agadir, during that time, several hundred trees just appeared in the park. And so it looks like they may be preparing for the king to visit. There's also a lot of construction on two roads that lead to Finance City, uh, Jacob al-Mansur and Ibn Sina. So I'm hoping that the king is coming soon to open that park because... We live fairly close, and I'm sure that my kids will love playing there. Yeah, that's that's something that can be so painful is Morocco will construct something. It looks amazing, but it's behind a fence. And it'll just sit there ready to go until it actually needs maintenance and fixing up. I mean, it's sad to see that park. I often run through Finance City, and there's a couple parks in there, and one of them seriously it started to break down there's there's maintenance that needs to be done before it officially opens which is tragic yeah if you look closely some of the playground equipment has already started to fade from the sun it's been out there so long under the sun with no kids playing on it 
So hopefully it gets open soon. And hopefully they have guardians that are going to be paid to monitor that park so that it stays in good condition. Yeah, my kids were on a swing set the other day and they said, this is great. We don't get this in Morocco. Because sadly, a lot of the chains get stolen from swing sets. So you see all sorts of frames of swing sets, but no swings. So hopefully there is guardians that really take care of that and protect it. All right, let's get into the topic of the day, which is our plans, our goals, our hopes for the last four months of 2019. We've had some good time to reflect over the summer vacation period on what we'd like to accomplish going into the end of the year. Ryan, what, where are you at in your thought process and your planning that you've been doing on your vacation? Yeah, first I just want to say that a topic like this is excellent. Whenever there's sort of a, a momentum builder in the year, for some people it's, it's New Year's, you know, the start of a new calendar year. For others, their business operates in quarters. And so when a new quarter begins, you know, their sales targets reset. For others, it's based on the financial year. Um, some businesses are seasonal and they have a time of year where they have have the most customers and the most opportunity to generate revenue for students it might be the start of a new school year that could be september or october or a new semester but whenever there's these new beginnings it often comes with a a surge of motivation and that's an opportunity for us that we should really capitalize on because motivation it doesn't last it can't be trusted it rises and falls it comes and goes But when it's there, you can leverage it. And my thinking is that it's important to leverage that motivation to create new habits. Because habits allow you to stay consistent even without motivation. When you have a regular habit, you don't necessarily operate based on how you feel. So I have the habit of brushing my teeth. Even when I'm tired, I brush my teeth before I go to bed. Whereas my kids, they're not motivated to brush their teeth they haven't created that lifelong habit yet. We're still needing to force them to brush their teeth. So this is an opportunity. September 1st is coming up, the last one third of the year. There's a bit of a momentum, vacation ending, new year starting, so let's capitalize on that. So that's that's key. For me, I've got a few things that I'm gonna continue normally, teaching, um, teaching at a couple different universities, working with Franklin Covey, teaching the seven habits in corporate settings and also doing corporate team building. But I have goals and new things that I wanna begin or start in this last third of the year. And Ryan, I could really use your help because I kinda feel like I've got possibly too many ideas or too many goals or too many things. And I've been really wrestling with this. Should I just focus on one thing and leave others on the shelf Or should I try to tackle multiple things and just really plan it out and sort of focus on different activities on different days? And I'm not sure. You know, I I read different things, some saying, yep, you need to just totally focus on one thing only. And others that talk about, no, if you have the capacity, you can take on multiple projects at a time and there's benefits to having variety. What are your thoughts on that? That's a common problem, Ryan, for for independent workers, for entrepreneurs, 
your mind is full of ideas. You are not sure whether you should focus all of your attention on one idea or whether you should be trying to, football analogy here, move the ball forward on several fronts. I have many irons in the fire. <laughs> We're, we've got, uh, what, are, what are these called? Sayings? Metaphors? Metaphors, yeah. Move the ball forward, uh, attacking on many fronts, irons in the fire. For our listeners that want to improve their English, these are all terms they can write down and Google because, you know, working with, with foreigners and, and native English speakers, these are the types of things that will, will come up. Whenever I read a French book, that's one of the frustrations is there's some expression that I understand the words that are being said. I have the vocabulary, but I don't know the expression and I don't get it. And Google Translate doesn't always help you out in those contexts. So Google the whole phrase, irons in the fire, or uh, moving the ball forward on many fronts. Those kinds of things will, will be really valuable in your, your language. So I am doing multiple things at once. I have my work that I'm doing for U.S. clients. I have my Moroccan company. I have my motivation to lease an office space and and have that office space not just be a place for me to work, but a place that will generate revenue. So I am juggling many balls at one time and I'm not putting all of my energy into one of them. I'm trying to move them all forward, but I still have my main goal in mind, which is the Android application that will be a platform for small business marketing. Everything that I'm doing is focused on that goal. So I'm not doing things that are completely unrelated to that goal. Everything that I'm doing is in support of that project. And I'm not doing anything that is completely unrelated to that project. So I think the question for you is, what's the most important thing that you want to accomplish in the end of 2019 and in 2020? And what is your list of priorities and how do they relate to supporting that goal? And then on top of that, you have to do your own risk analysis. What is likely to succeed and what is unlikely to succeed? And what are the the rewards associated with each of those projects? Do you want to give our listeners an idea of these different ideas that you're you're juggling or considering? Yeah, so one one idea is to host an event called Get Wisdom event um, in early December. And this is to, it, it would just be like half a day, just for an afternoon, kind of two to six type thing. Um, it would target young people, 17 to 24 age category, and it would bring in multiple speakers maybe uh, eight, eight to 10 speakers just giving 20 to 30 minute talks, maybe a couple panel discussions. The idea would be that a young person could come and get input. They would get teaching and training and ideas and motivation on topics that are the most important in life. So it might be about personal development, health and fitness, finances, career, their education, business, even things like their relationships, finding meaning and purpose in their life, those kinds of those kinds of topics. And I would just bring in influencers and uh, experts that could teach on that. 
And the, the purpose for me would be to offer a ton of value to, to my audience and to, to grow my audience and to really impact young people. That's kind of my, my main idea is I want to impact Morocco. I want to share wisdom with young people, help them lead a meaningful life. And so that would be amazing to, to put on an event like that. I feel like I know so many incredible people and influencers that have so much value to offer. And I'd love to put them all together in one room and share that. It could be really, really impactful. But I know it would be a ton of work, a ton of effort to, to gather all those people together. Another idea is a lot smaller and it's just teaching my Habits for Success course. So this would be a full day event. Um, it would be a little more exclusive, kind of 12 to 20 people and it would be targeted towards the same age bracket but older so younger professionals would be great anyone kind of under 35 could really really benefit from this just helping people focus in on what's important to them what they want to accomplish in their life and what habits they need to form that will get them there and then actual teaching and planning to develop those habits and to put them on the pathway to the life that they desire and then the third one is the How to Get a Job in Morocco audiobook. I've been working on it, chipping away on it, but not making as much progress as I hoped this summer. And that's one of those things that I'm really debating between, do I need to take radical action, just rent an Airbnb and disappear for a few days and just focus on it completely 12 hours a day and knock it out? Or do I need to commit to getting up at 5 a.m. and doing 90 minutes before the day starts for five or six weeks and knocking it out? Or is it a side project I should just keep on the shelf until a better opportunity? I don't know. But these are kind of three things that are, are new and would be in addition to what I'm already doing. And so I'd love to do them all, but I think that might be unrealistic. Are you looking for books in English in Morocco? Well, search no more www.englishbooks.ma is a new Moroccan online bookstore specializing in English books. Order from a huge selection of more than 100,000 titles that can be delivered all over Morocco. The website features an express delivery section which offers titles guaranteed to arrive at your door in three days or less. Many of the books we have recommended on this podcast are available so check out EnglishBooks.ma and start shopping and reading. Now back to the show. Because the other things that you're doing as well is you're going to continue teaching at CIST. Is that right? Yep. Um, and you're going to be continuing to do corporate training. Well, when you describe the conference, the four-hour half-day conference, if you have a place, for example, my office, where you could hold something like that, I think the hardest part would be scheduling the people and getting firm commitments to speak. I don't think that it would actually be much planning beyond that. If you could get speakers to commit to a time and a place, everything else is just logistic details like tables, chairs, coffee, water, projector. It's probably not that difficult, but there will be coordination pain, I think. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think that it's as much work as, as the other two. Certainly the audiobook is a lot of work, a lot of effort that you would have to schedule time to, to accomplish that. And even like you always say, 
you just have to get in the habit of writing it out every day. Yeah. And you and you you'll get there and you probably just need some trusted advisor to to read over it and help edit it uh, from time to time. Yeah. In terms of doing the the all day training that also would take some more work because I think that convincing people to sign up and pay for a class like that uh, will take some effort and take some work. Yeah. I don't actually see a reason why you couldn't get all of them done, but you would definitely need to have some some scheduled deep work time to to get all of those things accomplished. If I were you, I would focus on the two events and then since there's no real urgency in the audiobook, I would sort of schedule in working on the audiobook during white space or if you intentionally get up at five in the morning doing it then. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the other thing I need to consider is what what my values and priorities are because there's things that I'm really passionate about. There's things that I really enjoy doing. There's things that bring a lot of meaning to my life. I really get a lot of satisfaction from helping young people and feeling like the wisdom I'm sharing is impactful and useful. You know, and when people comment on a video or they send me a message saying, thanks so much, this is amazing, or I I was really motivated by this, that's encouraging. However, I also need to prioritize making money. And so that's a consideration as well. What is most likely to actually generate profits? I can't put all my time into something that, though it provides me meaning, doesn't necessarily pay my bills. There needs to be some, some balance there in how I make choices. Yeah, something to consider, something that we'll, we'll keep talking about and you can give us updates as you come to a decision. For me, I have several initiatives that I would like to, to make progress in the last four months of this year. The number one is securing an office space. I've been working on this since I got back from the States in June. There have been several obstacles, many ups and downs several places that I identified and wanted to lease and for one reason or another it didn't work out. I currently have another office in my sights. Uh, It's near the headquarters of Royal Air Maroc. It's a a good location and it's a good space for a good price and I'm just in the process of negotiating with the owner and giving him the confidence that I will be a good renter and will pay the bills. And one of the things I'd like to bring up again is the fear that not only business owners have, but property owners have of doing business. So what I'm encountering right now is this owner is doing diligence on me and my company to make sure that I'll pay the bills. But one of the reasons that he's taking so much time and requiring so much information is because of the so-called protections of renters. Meaning, if I don't pay the rent, he would have to go to court and it could take six months to evict me from the property for not paying rent. And after he goes through that whole process, he's not going to get the rent back for those six months. And so what that ends up doing is it makes it very difficult for people to rent property if you're a small business owner or maybe you're not very wealthy then owners do not want to take a risk of renting the property to you. And and I want to relate this to so-called employee protections as well. To the extent that there are renter protections or employee protections, 
that make it difficult for property owners or business owners to deal with their renters or employees who are either not paying the rent or not doing a good job uh, as employees. These protections actually prevent people from being able to rent property and they prevent people from getting hired. And so when you hear politicians or people talk about renter protections or employee protections, just understand that there are second and third order consequences to these policies. And that's what I'm running into right now. Even though I have good cash flow in my business, I have good accounts on hand, I have the ability to pay the rent through the whole year and into next year uh, right now, but the owners are hesitant because they're worried about having to evict the tenant. So that's what I'm focusing on right now. My, my second priority is I'd like to hire some more auto entrepreneurs for sales and marketing work. So through the end of the year, I'd really like to get into a commission structure with sales agents to sell the work that I do to small businesses for marketing. It'll be based on a commission structure. For example, if a sales agent or a salesperson finds a client for me that pays 1,000 dirhams per month, for example, then that sales agent would retain 20% of that revenue on a recurring basis, meaning for every month that that client stays my client, that sales agent would receive 20% commission on the monthly revenue. So 200 dirhams a month for as long as that client stays my client. It's amazing. It is. And this is another reason why I encourage all of our listeners to become auto entrepreneur. There is no downside. You will have the ability to issue invoices or to facture clients and you are exempt from the TVA, meaning when you bill for your services or you sell products, you do not have to include the 20% tax that most businesses have to include. And the reason I want to do this is I want to outsource a lot of the things that I'm doing, not just sales, but also marketing. So that's another one of my goals for, for 2019 is outsourcing some of the work that I'm doing. I've mentioned this in the past. I have another initiative, my deal with duty free, which again, I'm running into obstacles and hurdles that need to be overcome. I have a purchase order. I have the product. I have the display. I'm ready to sell, but government regulations and permits and exporting requirements are standing in the way. So I'd really like to find a company that is authorized to export, has a relationship with Duty Free, and I can sell them my product and then they resell it to Duty Free. Unfortunately, my client who is an auto entrepreneur, the law specifically prohibits auto entrepreneurs from exporting. So that has created a lot of difficulties and I'd really like to resolve this problem because I have high confidence that his paintings will be sold very quickly at the airports through the duty-free stops. And lastly, I want to continue working with my potential co-founder in the United States who is a developer. Right now, he is working on a software product that works with Google Maps to pull information uh, from Google Maps 
regarding businesses. And my goal is to continue to work with him and start developing my Android application that will be a marketing platform for small businesses. So if I can get working on that, uh, by the end of the year, I will be very happy because I'm at the point where I know that I have product market fit. I know that from my experience over the last 18 months working with small business owners here in Morocco, that I have confirmed a few premises. One, there are small business owners who need more clients. Two, they are willing to spend money to market and advertise to find new clients. Three, they are not experts in online marketing. <laughs> Four, they are willing to pay for online marketing and they're willing to pay for it because it works. Right. Using Google, using Facebook, using websites to communicate your value proposition to Moroccan customers, it works. So I have essentially proven these premises, but I've also proven that doing all of this work manually is too expensive, meaning most Moroccan small businesses cannot afford to have this done, this work done manually. The work needs to be done in an automated fashion using software. And so if I can bring my price point down, my prices usually exceed 2000 dirhams per month. If I can bring the prices down, I think I will have found product market fit to help small businesses advertise and find new customers. So my goal is to, to get that software development done, at least get it started by the end of the year. So that's your criteria for success. If you've started that, if it's moving forward, by the end of the year, you'll feel like you're on the right track. Yes, I would like to have a co-founder be the CTO or chief technology officer for my company. I'd like that person to be an American that I trust, that I have a relationship with, and I have found that person, and I'm hoping that a relationship can be confirmed soon. And then I will hire, hopefully, I'll be able to hire Moroccan developers to help in the development of that application. And I have met a few people who I think can recommend developers to me who live and work here in Morocco. So. That's great. A couple other comments I wanted to make with the duty free initiative. Are they willing to share with you the names of some of their suppliers that you could approach to, to work out this deal? Or do they want it all to, to go through them so that you don't have direct access? They're at the point of discussing it among their leadership team on whether or not they would connect me with one of their existing suppliers. The person that I'm dealing with does not feel like they have the authority to make that decision. All right. And then the other comment I wanted to make is your offer with the affiliate commission is, is amazing. And it would be perfect for an ambitious university student, for example, that th this is not going to be a full-time job, but if they worked on it part-time, if they were somewhat savvy with marketing, or they could just leverage the network that they have or the connections through their parents, find other small business owners, introduce them to you, and then they could just have this passive income rolling in. That they could make an introduction and then have 200 dirhams a month just flowing in to their account. And if they make several introductions to you, that could make a significant difference in their finances. 
So hopefully some of our listeners recognize, whoa, this is really cool. I should approach Ryan and, and ask what that would look like, what what are the, the best types of clients, and then think if I know anybody or if I can go and meet somebody that is going to lead to that affiliate relationship. Yes, we are at the 30-minute mark in this podcast, and so I often wonder how many of our listeners are still listening right now. Well, for those of you who are still listening, I want to tell you that the advice we give is not just words, and I'll give you an example. There is a young man, a Moroccan, who lives in Marrakesh. His name is Mehdi Jouet, and he contacted us. He is a personal development writer, a blogger. He has a website called mj14successflow.com, and he contacted us wanting to do a collaboration, wanting to have a partnership. He wrote a summary of episode eight, how to be a good employee. And I put a post of his summary on our website and we are now advertising that post as well to promote both our podcast and his website. And he didn't do anything other than essentially contact us and continuing to do the work that he's doing. I see him posting things and providing value on LinkedIn and on his website. And he simply asked for a partnership and we have a partnership and we're helping him and he is providing value to us as well. And so when I say things like send us an email at Ryan at MoroccoPodcast.com and make a proposal, offer value. We are open and willing to work with people who are motivated, who are driven, who are talented and capable. So if you're still listening to this podcast, Send us an email at ryan at moroccopodcast.com and let's see where it goes. Maybe you could be a sales agent. Maybe you could be a writer, a promoter, a blogger. Maybe you could be a marketing person. Maybe you can help out Ryan Kirk with his audiobook or preparing a conference or finding people who will attend. Who knows? But if you just sit at home and you don't do anything, then of course nothing is going to happen. Yeah. You've been listening to the Business in Morocco podcast. My name is Ryan Kirk, here with my co-host, Ryan Maimon. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Download our entire library of podcasts on our website, moroccopodcast.com, where you'll also find extra resources related to each episode in the show notes, including a transcript of the show. If you've got a question or topic you think we should cover on the podcast, fill out the form on moroccopodcast.com or email us at ryan at moroccopodcast.com and we'll give you a shout out on the show. Our theme music is Lovely Day by Bill Withers, used under Creative Commons, and we hope you'll have a lovely day doing business in Morocco. We'll see you next time.